0: You're listening to The One Girl Show Podcast. Okay, welcome to the first ever episode of The One Girl Show Podcast. I'm Xanthia, the literal only host, because I don't have anyone else. (laughs) This sounds so, so sad. No, I, I don't have anyone else really to do it. And to be honest, I like talking to myself because no one can tell me to shut up, so... We're going to get into today's topic. We're going to be talking about social media in general. I think first we'll start off with TikTok because I guess that's where I I blew up the most. So we'll talk more about that and how I grew my social media, as well as some tips for yourself on how you can grow on social media. But I feel like we kind of need a backstory here on the journey because I, to be honest, I feel like I've been doing it for such a short amount of time. Professionally, I've been doing it for six months, I think, and Overall, I've been posting on TikTok for two years. So, we're going to start off talking about that and then I'll go more into the work type. uh, What am I saying? The work, the working stuff and strategic posting and stuff like that. So, firstly, I guess we'll talk about how I started. I got TikTok when it was kind of like this thing that no one wanted. To talk about it was like a taboo subject because TikTok was cringe and people didn't want it. And they're like, oh, yuck, like you have TikTok, that's so cringe. It was in the phase where like furries were a thing. And yeah, it was just a whole cringy kind of thing. But I downloaded it because, you know, I have such a short attention span. And I loved it because it actually wasn't full of that. It had so many other videos like fitness content, fashion content, which I really, really loved. And I think that's where TikTok was taking that new kind of movement moving into having a creative space for everyone rather than just bullying people you know so I started posting and most of you guys know I started off posting about my weight loss journey I had this massive weight loss I lost 50 kilos and I would post that a lot um, which now I've, I don't even post about it at all because I mean it was something I achieved then and I was proud of myself but Things, things change. You know, I found out I had lipedema and so many things behind that. So I, I posted about that. Those videos kind of went a little viral. But then this one video, I saw this girl do this trend where she was talking about how people always said she looked like JLo. So I was like, oh, I have to do this with the Kylie Jenner one because I always get told I look like young Kylie Jenner. Well, this video blew up and it was posted everywhere in Germany in... Um, in America a lot and I found my top countries were like Spain Germany and uh, the UK plus the US so I didn't really have that much of an Australian following then because everyone I guess that had TikTok was really overseas it wasn't a big thing in Australia like people were talking about it but it wasn't a massive thing that everyone had at the time so then after that I kept up with my fitness content but I kind of was, wasn't happy with the stuff that I was posting because I felt like I was very obsessed with weight loss and fitness and it was just getting to my head a bit and I was starting to become very obsessed with the scale and people were coming obsessed with how my body looked. So they were like oh looks like you've gained weight, looks like you've lost weight and I kind of didn't like that obsession that people had with my own body. So I started to change a bit of my content, I started adding a bit of Fashion, um, and at that point, I gained a hundred thousand followers, and I still didn't tell my friends that I had TikTok because it was something that I still thought was a bit cringe. Um, but then I started getting noticed out in public a little bit, and that's when I was like, oh shit. I think I kind of have to tell some people. So I told my close friends and they're actually very supportive. I did have a few people that like had it already and knew about it and just didn't say anything. And they were kind of like not bullying me, but like talking shit behind my back, which I don't really care about now because look where I am now. And some people are still working their like nine to five job and I get to do this for a living. So I guess I kind of see it as. I'm glad that I pushed myself to keep going because the opportunities that I have today are just so crazy to me. But going into that, so in that one year, I gained 200,000 followers, which was still like quite a small following on TikTok because um, I don't know how to explain it. It it doesn't feel as real as if you had 200,000 subscribers on YouTube. I think 200,000 subscribers on YouTube are more engaged than 200K on TikTok. So that's why I just didn't feel like like that many. And then I'm still working at McDonald's whilst doing social media on the side. And this was just a fun thing for me at the time. I wasn't getting paid. I was getting like maybe a few gifts in the mail. I remember I got work with lounge. I did lounge underwear, a few like little TikTok things for gifts which were great, Um, but then I moved on to working with an agency. They reached out to me, and the first agency that ever reached out to me, I actually declined their offer because it seemed like they wanted me to do everything paid and, and, you know, never get to say no to an opportunity and i i just don't like that i like to know who i'm working with and i like to say yes or no to brand deals because there are some brands out there that are just not genuine and i just don't agree with so i do turn down like a small percentage of brand deals that i just genuinely don't feel any attachment to really and you can only promote so many active web brands and so many Protein brands. So if there is like a new business that I have never tried before, I ask them first to give me something, and then we'll move on from there. But I just didn't like that this agency wanted me to straight up just work with them without trialing the product or anything like that. So I declined that offer, and I got contacted by another agency who I actually said yes to, and they are great. I got quite a few brand deals through them, and so I'm doing social media on the side plus working at McDonald's. But I was actually felt very drained at this point I think I got up to 500,000 followers I was feeling quite drained I was getting quite a few big jobs at this point and so I decided to quit working at McDonald's I worked there for seven years and I found more of a stable income coming from social media than I did from my job at McDonald's because COVID and everything happened and I was earning like a $100 a week and it was a Big phase where I was getting $50 a week only working one three-hour shift. It was messed up. So I was like, you know what? I think it's time that I just quit and pursue this. And I was studying to be a personal trainer as well at the time. So I knew I had something to kind of piggyback on if all else failed with social media, but I had a platform anyways to promote my business. So I knew I had something um, if all else failed. So I worked with this Uh, agency for quite a while I think I left them well I still like work with them but I'm not exclusively working with them I left in January or February something like that just because I'm doing this all on my own so it's so much easier for me to negotiate brand deals myself Um, plus you don't get that agency fee on top Uh, that's why I love to just deal with my own brand deals and then work non-exclusively with this agency to get extra work on the side. Um, but what I was, oh my God, I'm getting so off topic. Anyways, so when I quit my job at McDonald's, the next week, a video of mine blew up and this was growth that I had never seen before. The video had, I think it's sitting at 70 million views, something like that now. Let me have a check. It has 7 million likes and, oh, yeah. oops, sorry, just Anna Paul. <laughs> so the video, oh. The video has 48.6 million views and 7.2 million likes. It's on my pinned videos if you want to have a look. But basically, I did this trend to Megan Thee Stallion and... Uh, A lot of people compared me to Pixar Mum, So I was like, you know what? This is really funny. That video got 2 million likes. I was like, you know what? I'm going to dress up as like the Pixar mom because I love Aunt Cass. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do that. And I did it. And the video blew up to that point where I went from 500,000 followers to 1.1 million in a week, which was just so mind-blowing to me considering I spent a year and a half getting to 500,000 followers for just in one week to go from 500,000 to 1.1 million was just very overwhelming. And it was all positive comments. I didn't, but because it was just moving so fast. I don't think I saw one negative comment just because everything was just moving so fast. There were so many people tagging their friends being like, look, this is Pixar mom. I was like, this is actually kind of crazy. And I guess it was kind of a good thing that that video blew up just when I quit my job, because so many other opportunities after that arise to where I could save quite a bit of money to, for a backup, um, and that's kind of what, what I want to talk about. I get compared to pick someone a lot because of my body type, and I will admit that I know a lot of my videos go viral because my body, and I, I don't care when people comment that, um, oh she goes viral because of her body, but like I don't see like what the harm is. You know, pretty girls go viral on TikTok because of their face, and I know. So I know that a lot of my videos go viral because of my body. But the great thing is, is that now I have pinned videos on my account. So if you ever go or wonder, like, why does her body look like that? They can just look at my pinned videos on my account and it's kind of spreading awareness about lipedema and my medical condition. And it's kind of like hand in hand working well together because now there's so many more people talking about it. So after that, Uh, quit my job and now I am getting lots of work but I need to make sure that I'm still like kind of staying relevant in a way like I just don't want to be a one-hit one where one of my videos went viral and then all my engagement goes down you kind of have to think how can I keep my audience engaged and not kind of let it get to your head in a way like I don't want to just be doing viral trends and not be happy like you know only doing viral trends because they go viral I made viral trends my like my own so I don't know if you guys have seen I have like a little color oh what I have this little color series on my account where I kind of do dance transitions into outfits into different colors and people really enjoyed those and it really gets your audience engaged because they are commenting what colors they want you to do next what color they'd like you to wear and I had lots of lots of fun filming those but I feel like kind of getting old at this point. So I've moved on to something else and now I'm doing the trying viral outfits and uh, that's doing really well as well. And that's where I kind of want to talk about investing in your content. And this is something I didn't learn until now. It's very important to kind of put a bit of money into your content once you once you start making money because you got to spend money to make money. So I do try out a few brands and give reviews as well, just so you kind of build up that relationship with the brand if you genuinely love them, and it kind of helps when it comes to getting paid in the future so if you say you bought something from pepper mayo and you did a video review on them it kind of reaches out to them maybe they'll see the video and want to give you more or want to book you in for paid work because they know you genuinely love their brand and not just messaging them going hey i love your stuff wanna wanna collab because sometimes it kind of just doesn't seem genuine I guess also something I want to talk about is, I don't know if you guys saw, but I had a definitely a big shift in content where I went from posting everything fitness to like kind of fashion, bit of fitness and lipoedema stuff. I kind of had a, I have a very broad niche and there's nothing wrong with that. Honestly, I feel like my audience is very engaged in all of that kind of content. They follow me for all of those kinds of content that I do have to offer, um, And I want to talk a bit about why I stopped posting fitness content because I get a lot of angry messages and comments asking why I've stopped. And it's because I wasn't happy with it. I kind of hated it. Um, I love all things fitness. I love going to the gym, but I was becoming obsessed and I hated that about myself because then I was always trying to find a viral fitness video that would do well um, and kind of use catfish titles because that's what would do well. And I just hated that I was kind of you know catfishing my audience you kind of have to pull your audience in to watch your videos so if you just name it ab workout you're probably not going to get views but if you post like um, lower belly fat burner workout then you'll probably get more of an audience through that good or bad so yeah that's what I kind of hated about it and that's why I kind of stopped posting fitness content because I just didn't feel very genuine doing it and I was very upset at the time doing it it just I I didn't like it at all anymore and same with the daily vlogs because I was just working every day I felt like every day was the same and it was kind of boring so I stopped doing it because I was just getting so sick of that and hearing my own voice every single day post a daily vlog but now that I kind of talked about my backstory on my social media journey I feel like that was kind of a mess so I apologize I'm going to talk about tips on posting and what kind of stuff goes viral and how you can start and basically how to start it as your own kind of your unique kind of videos so what I can say that I already know does well is videos that are maybe like nine seconds long you start with a problem and then you have a gap in between and then you have the solution at the end I'll try and find an example I did one the other day where I was I was trying to bring a bit of traction to my Instagram account. So I posted at the start being really happy with my Instagram content. And then I showed the photos that I posted that I was really happy about. And then at the end, I posted the Instagram algorithm and I'll show the end. What I'll play the end of the audio. So I'm showing the photos here. So basically I'm saying like the Instagram algorithm betrayed me. So yeah, that one kind of did well as well because I started off with a problem and it it wasn't really a solution. It was me complaining about the Instagram algorithm, but you know what I mean? So you kind of need to start with those and make it your own. Um, because you know, if you copy other creators, yeah, they might go, they might go viral at the start, but people are going to start to catch on and realize, Hey, like this video, this person just posted that video, like you're copying them. It, and it's not very genuine either. You're going to hate it. You're always going to be looking to copy other people. And that's where it's kind of not a genuine platform that you have. Um, okay. And another thing that I wanted to talk about was, the rule that it's it's like the unwritten rule that you have to post once or one to two times every day, every every week. One to two times every day for seven days, and I think that's absolute bullshit. Let's look at my Instagram analytics for Instagram, my TikTok analytics for one quick second. So I post. Let me just see how many videos I've posted in the past week. Okay, I have posted 10 videos, but that's because I did a collab day. So I had a lot of content. But usually I do post four to five times a week. And I have like two videos that are planned out for the week. I have the trying viral outfits and then I have my lipoedema vlogs that I have ready to go on Saturdays. So I have two days where I have content prepared and then for the rest... For the two to three other videos of the week, I just post whatever I want. If I see a fun trend, I'll jump onto it. Um, But I don't think you have to post twice a day. I think quality over quantity, actually. And it just depends when you're posting as well. And I'll share what times I post where I find the content that I, I do make does really well. So I have this actually written down because these are very random times. I usually go off past videos that I've done that have gone viral And I posted that time again the next day to see if it'll work again. And nine times out of 10, it actually works. So the times that I have, these are very random. So keep that in mind. 7.32 a.m., 11.15 a.m., 3.33 p.m., and 4.33 p.m. Very random, I know. But these are times where I was like, okay, no, I need to do it. on." I'm very particular. I was like, I need to do it on the dot this time. And I did it and they've just gone viral again. Now, that could also be because of the content that I posted or it could be because of the time and everyone was on their phone then. So yeah, it it definitely could differ, but that's just my experience on the times that I have posted and maybe it'll work for you if you try it as well. Now, I don't know if I touched onto this, but I, I think I did for a small amount of time, is the niche, getting your niche. And to be honest, I post, I've I've talked about this before, Um, I don't really have a niche, I don't just post fitness, I I don't just post fashion, I don't just post dance videos, I post a bit of everything, and it seems to be still working well for me, maybe it won't in the future, but I offer a bit of everything, and I don't think my audience is getting bored, so that's why I continue to do that. Um, I don't think you need to have a specific niche maybe if you post cooking videos and then dancing videos maybe that'll be a little odd but um, personally I don't have a problem posting a bit of everything on my account and um, I don't see the harm in posting a bit of everything on your account and the next thing I kind of want to talk about is growing with your audience. So I guess I can't really talk much about that because I've been doing it for such a short amount of time. But growing with your audience is kind of changing your content. Say if you post just dancing videos for your entire career, maybe you're like not a professional dancer. I think maybe some people will get sick of it. I don't know. Um, I think times will change in the future. Soon it won't be just TikTok dances on TikTok. Soon it will be like more than that, like actual fricking short film movies, who knows? Like people are getting real creative on the app. So you never know what, um, what's going to happen. So I think as I was saying before, it's really great to invest in your content, put some money towards it. Even if it's just like a $50 budget, a fortnight, something like that. I think it's really great to invest some money and staying true to your followers. Um, as I was saying before, You don't want to just copy and paste what someone else has done. Viral trends are great, but it's always great to put your own kind of spin on it and make it unique to yourself. And that's what kind of gets your audience in to watch your content. And I think that's why they stay, because they stay for you. They want to know more about you. They want to know about your life. And I think that's what's really, really important. So making sure that you're posting stuff that's relevant to you, because if you're just putting on this fake facade, people... Will catch on and they won't want to, you know, watch your content anymore. You're going to lose followers, you're going to lose, I guess, like relevancy. Um, yeah, so that's it for TikTok. I really wanted to touch base on, but now we're going to move on to Instagram, which is like still to me just a tricky, tricky place. As I was talking about that video I posted the other day about the TikTok algorithm, like. I think, the TikTok algorithm, the Instagram algorithm, I think Instagram hates me, okay? Because some of my videos will do well and then they won't. I think, all right, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna stop rambling, but I'm going to talk more about Reels. And I think that is one of the ways to go viral on Instagram at the moment. Reels is a feature that everyone has been using and are very, very popular. But a lot of them are just TikTok repos, which I do the same, so I can't really say anything. But reels are definitely a big thing. I would try and use all the features, use Instagram stories, especially the polls, because it gets your audience engaged. It's great for your audience. It's great for you. Um, And I just love to hear everyone's opinions on stuff. If you don't know, I post lots of um, polls because I just love to know what everyone's up to and kind of what they think about something. Help me decide to choose something. I love using the polls. And other features. So if Instagram comes out with a new feature, take advantage of it. Same with TikTok. The stories, take advantage of it. Use every feature that they come out with because they boost it because it's just a trial. So they want to know who's going to use it and they'll boost your account more because you're one of the only people using that kind of feature. So Reels are definitely a big thing. The carousel photos were a big thing when they came out. Obviously, now it's kind of like old news, but remember when it came out and everyone's kind of using it, Um, people's accounts were being boosted that way. Um, As for times for posting, I'm going to share my top times posting on Instagram according to the algorithm, but it doesn't work for me. So it says my followers are the most active at 6am in the morning every day. And I'm like, that is absolute bullshit because... Every time I post at 6 a.m., I have the worst interaction. I have the worst engagement ever. And when I post at 5 p.m. in the afternoon, it's almost triple. So I don't know what's going on. So it says my audience are like I have more people online at 6 a.m. every single day. And then at 6 p.m. is actually the least engaged time. But I just don't understand. Maybe my most engaging followers are on at 6 p.m. So it could be that as well because there are a lot of people who just follow you but don't like your post comment on your post which is okay but you kind of want that engagement as well to kind of boost your account um but that is all I have to say on Instagram Instagram is a very tricky one and I don't know what everyone else likes to do on Instagram but I like to do a bit of reels a bit of posts but I don't think my posts have much meaning behind them it's more fashion because The fashion stuff does really well on Instagram and I just like to keep it really simple. I like it to be like my highlight reel and then my TikTok's the more in-depth kind of side to me where you get to see more about my life. And obviously now I have the podcast which I can talk to about my life more. This is just me doing an introduction to help other people with social media because that is one of the most asked questions I get every time I bring up that I do social media for work. There's like... I can just direct people to this podcast episode, basically, because I get so many questions, and I feel like I I covered most of them. So if you do have any other questions, I will be talking about sponsored posts in a future podcast because that is a whole other topic ex- itself. But I can recommend if you guys want to listen to this in the meantime, Brittany Lee Saunders has a really great podcast about this. It's called Whole Lot of Bullshit. And hers has oh, a whole lot of BS. Oopsies. Um. Hers is really, really great, and she talks about this the same kind of topics that I talk about um, regarding social media, and we kind of had the same same opinion. So, tune into that one in the meantime, and then I'll talk about my own experience as well and other stuff with oh other stuff with social media. But also, can we talk about really quickly before we go? Can we talk about how there are some managers who have worked with social media stars before that go off to open their own business trying to profit off people who want to be influencers and basically bring them on board and charge them hundreds of dollars each week to give them tips on how to grow their social media account when they kind of learn from the influencer on how to do that. Like they don't have their own social media. I I just like, I find it, kind of like really annoying because they didn't build their own social media they've just learned how the the influencer did it themselves and then profited off of that in a way yeah I just think it's kind of strange that there are a few managers that go off from doing management to just uh, guiding people who want to be influencers and kind of dangling that above them and they make the content really for the influencer and I don't personally I don't personally like that because I like to make content that's unique to myself and that's what I was talking about, staying true to yourself. And I don't like my content being handwritten by someone else or someone telling me that I should use this audio, you should use this text, make sure you you do this and you write this in the caption because that doesn't really seem very genuine to me and I don't want someone carrying me around like a puppet Um, and then, yeah, because what happens when you leave that manager... You don't know what to do with your content then, or you're kind of just sticking to what they've given you as a guide, but that's just my opinion on it. I'm sure a lot of people use the tools from them and that's okay, but it's more, I have a problem with the people who sign people on and they literally hand make their content for them and it's just so cookie cutter. Anyways, thank you for listening along to this podcast. I can't wait for the next episode. I have a whole bunch of topics I want to cover like MLMs, uh, my lipidema journey. Obviously, I was talking about sponsored posts and just my whole childhood because there's a lot to, to dive in from there. So I will see you on the next podcast. I'm very, very excited to start this and I can't wait for you guys to listen to the next few F's I have ready. All right. Bye, guys.